0: Conspiracies often dwell in the realms of fantasy and fiction, but what happens when some of those theories dismissed by politicians and media instead turn out to be true? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey there folks, Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Revolutionize your heart health with Cardio Miracle. This natural supplement boosts nitric oxide for healthier circulation and blood pressure increased energy, better sleep, enhanced blood flow, and gents, improved sexual health. Feel the difference today. Visit CardioMiracle.com and use code TBNS for 15% off your order. All right, let's talk about conspiracies. And to help me do that, from the libertus Institute, also home of the Tuttle Twins, Connor Boyack. Welcome back to The Brian Nickel Show. Hey, Brian. Glad to be back. How are you? I'm doing my, uh, very good, my friend. Busy as always. I, I see your whiteboard behind you. Obviously, you're quite busy as well. Uh, lots has been going on in the world, not just uh, between what we've been doing in the uh, the Liberty world, but goodness, you look around us and world seems it's a little bit on fire right now, Connor. Thank goodness we got folks out there like you trying to uh, help correct some narratives that are definitely trying to mislead some folks.
1: Things are on fire, and I think you know truth is always the first casualty in war. What we're seeing right now is a ton of propaganda, a ton of war fervor, a ton of people abandoning critical uh, thinking in favor of emotional reactions and vengeance and whatnot. All the more need to realize that we are ruled by deceptions and intrigue and corruption, and we need not believe. In fact, we should not believe everything that we hear. So it is odd that the very week, it's odd for me, that the very week that, you know, uh, Israel is attacked by Hamas and all this blows up, we're publishing this book about documented examples of past cases where the people were lied to about various wars and government actions, and how people's emotions were manipulated and exploited intentionally to manufacture these outcomes, these agendas that these elite folks were trying to do so it, it leads me to kind of pause and say yeah i mean horrible that israel got attacked and you know in the case of this particular situation we're talking about horrible that israel got attacked reprehensible i mean 100 evil and horrible but it may be that you know there are other things happening here that i don't yet know about so let me reserve judgment not jump on the bandwagon of supporting whatever i'm told to support Um, and realize that we're probably being lied to and manipulated, and we may not find out for years or decades, and we may never find out
0: as a sales guy, I see it happen all the time. What are people doing? They go after your emotions. They know that if they can get you afraid, they can get you to make a buying decision. And in this case, the buying decision is buying the propaganda hook, line and sinker. Now that's not to say that what happened over in Israel when Hamas uh, invaded and, and ended up killing, I think the numbers well over a thousand Israeli uh, folks right now that, you know, that right there, that's, that's, Kind of accepted, I think, on both sides. And we had uh, Dr. Uh, Hadar Elbez here on the show last week talking. She's from Israel and talking about her family and and their personal experiences, what they're dealing with right now over in Israel. So, yeah, you you, you have that human element. You know it's real. You know things are happening. And yet, like you said, Connor, then all of a sudden there's other folks that that jump in the folks like Lindsey Graham who are like, well, we should use this as a chance to go ahead and buy my RAN. And I'm like, what? Where did that come from? Why are we all of a sudden going about talking about bombing Iran and Lebanon and Syria and Egypt? And why are all these countries popping up? Why are we talking about a full-fledged invasion of the Gaza Strip? Why are we talking about two million uh, folks in the Palestinian uh, area now all of a sudden finding themselves homeless? And half of those, a million of them being children. All these questions now start popping up, right? But we're told can't question that, Connor. You question that, you're anti-Semitic. You don't care about the Jewish people. It's like, no, I'm asking questions. Just like in 2020, when we were all told that there was this massive virus going around and killing everybody indiscriminately, even when you didn't have symptoms, because believe it or not, that was one of the symptoms. Yeah, we were a little skeptical then. And just like now, I think we're seeing the folks out there who should be skeptical or maybe were skeptical. Some of them are jumping hook, line, sinker into this narrative.
1: That's exactly right. And after COVID as we were all called grandma killers for sure daring were. to question the the narrative and not get vaccined and wear a mask and so forth. It's the same after 9/11. If you were not on the bandwagon of let's go kill brown people half a world away, you were considered, you know, treasonous, un-American non-patriotic. You were attacked by a lot of people for not you know, joining the the war fervor. So too with right now. And yet again, there are all these documented examples of the government outright lying to people. Um, and, and so all the more reason why we need to pause and be very deliberate about what we actually believe and what we're supporting, uh, because I think truth is important and it's often obfuscated and layered under a whole bunch of muck that you have to sift through to get at it. And too few people, especially in cases like this where they emotionally react, too few people are willing to do the work needed to kind of remove the muck, take the arrows from everybody else saying, what are you doing? Don't bother doing that. Just, you know, pick up the gun and go fight. Uh, We need to pause. We need to pause. We need to seek the truth. And chances are we're all being lied to right now.
0: Harry Brown uh, wrote one of the most brave articles ever, probably, on September 12th. Two thousand and one, basically outlining, "Hey guys, this is how we got here." And was that politically popular? Probably not. But was it the truth? Absolutely. Ron Paul uh, standing in Congress saying, yeah, this is the reason this happens, because of blowback, using the CIA's own terms uh, in the conversation on the debate stage in 2007, 2008, standing against Rudy Giuliani, uh, America's mayor, uh, city of New York's mayor during the world war, or world war, uh, the uh, September 11th attacks, like that right there takes courage. And yet, and, and let me kind of get your perspective here, Connor, I'm feeling to stand up and actually speak truth. It feels—I don't say it's more difficult today, but rather just feels that the the pressure to toe the line is as as intense as it has ever been, and I think it's pushing people to almost not want to get away from the the, the official narratives. What's kind of your your take there, Connor? I mean, boots in the ground—you're hearing this every single day, and and I'm, I'm wondering, do you do you kind of see something similar, or do you see it somewhere going else? Hey folks, I just got off the phone with my good buddy Khaled from Serpent Networks. They're a national leader in strategic technology and this is what he said. Way too many small businesses out there are getting stuck with reactive, not proactive IT support. So Serpent Networks takes a different approach, a more optimized approach aligned with your business's goals to drive productivity, revenue, and growth. Transform your IT into a profit driver, not a money taker. Go to serpentnetworks.com and schedule your free consultation Today. And now back to the show.
1: Well, let's go back 20 plus years to 9/11. At the time, you had all the media companies, all the brands, all the newspapers, all the TV outlets that were under immense pressure to subscribe to the war policy, to, to jump on the bandwagon, to endorse, to write op-eds and editorials and whatnot, all in favor of, of this agenda. It was the publishers, right? The publishers of information, the the influencers in the information economy who were under immense pressure because through them, you could influence everybody else. You fast forward 20 years and what do we have now? Everybody's a publisher. Everybody is a publisher. Therefore, we've democratized the pressure that is put on people of who is try to be manipulated to push the, this effort. Now, all of a sudden, it's change your Facebook profile to have this little frame around it and post with this hashtag, do this TikTok dance in support of Israel. And and everybody as a publisher is in the game of feeling like they need to suddenly give voice to a particular agenda. Before, the average Joe could have their opinions, privately express them, uh, keep them to themselves, whatever. And no one really cared because it was just some random Joe. Right. His sphere of influence was small, but now where everyone has the opportunity to go viral, everyone is under pressure to immediately form an opinion and become an expert in Middle Eastern policy and Israeli Hamas policy specifically because they are a publisher and they are expected to say something. It's like when you see like something happen, like every celebrity feels the need to comment on whatever the political thing is or whatever, because they are an influencer, a publisher, and therefore become a a nexus, a point of pressure where people expect them to say something because you have a platform you need to say the right thing you need to do the capital r capital t right thing trademark right <laughs> what we say is the right thing and uh and, and so that's why i think it's, it's far different than it was with with 9-11 uh now today where you see everyone just jump and and, and what is it it's like remember in in Uh, 1984 the daily hate I think is what it was called right where every day it's like here's the thing you're supposed to be upset about today today it's like okay NPC plug this cartridge in your head and here's the thing you're supposed to be uh, commenting on and upset about today and then tomorrow we'll tell you what that is and every single day brings with it a new thing that everyone needs to comment on all the while again they're being manipulated and lied to and deceived. And uh, you, know, ultimately, I think we are in a mind war. We are in a psychological battle. Few people even realize it's happening. Therefore they are already casualties in the mind war. Uh, you will lose every war you do not know is even being fought. Yeah, it's like strolling onto a battlefield in the Middle East, you know, a wartime uh, war zone without armor and a weapon and knowledge, you're dead. Um, and, and so too, in the psychological battlefield, if we are not equipped with the right armor and weapon and knowledge, uh, to not only defend ourselves in this mind war, but to fight the enemy as well.
0: George Orwell's 1984, I don't think was supposed to be a how-to manual. And yet, ugh, I don't know, you look at where we are today, kind of seems it went that way. And also, I forget the the Soviet defector who was interviewed. You might know who I'm referring to. There was that one interview where he sat down with, um, I think it was like ABC, I forget the the reporter, but basically outlining... The, the Soviet Union's attempt to infiltrate the the mind of your average American citizen, and doing so through the culture, doing through so, uh, doing so through the education systems, going through not just you know with the the K twelve system, but also into the colleges, into the universities, and really sowing these seeds not just of of distrust and mis, uh, malcontent, but also planting the seeds of propaganda in terms of supporting a lot of these leftist ideologies, and that's not you know that's not conspiracy. That's fact. That's that's proven fact, Connor. And yet you have your new book here, True Conspiracies, another addition to the Tuttle Twins uh, saga and anthology, I guess. And with that, talking about not just what were considered to be conspiracies, but those that actually ended up being proven true. So talk to us about these these true conspiracies from MK Ultra to what? I, I'm, I'm imagining SpongeBob going through the file of all the, the different conspiracy theories like in that one episode. Something similar to that, right? Right
1: well you you've actually mentioned this soviet mind control thing that a lot of people were worried about and you mentioned mk ultra so let's let's use that as the uh as the story to share to paint the picture of what we're talking about so in 1953 alan dulles is called to be the first civilian director of the brand new central intelligence agency he was not the first director but he was the first civilian director the agency is very fresh post-world war ii uh and and so eisenhower appoints this guy to be uh, the head of the cia he's given a speech just a few weeks after he is appointed to this position and in this speech he warns his audience of the soviet mind control programs that the commies are trying to set up halfway across the world. He says that we in the West are at a disadvantage, in fact, for our inability to compete, to persuade and control the minds of men. And that behind the Iron Curtain, he says, there's this notorious, horrible, you know, scheme. And and, and so his audience rightly is shocked and outraged. Oh, my gosh, this sounds crazy. It conjures to the mind all that, you know, this, this conception of just out, absolutely evil communists trying to take away the basic faculties of mankind, which is your agency, your ability to rationalize and think audience is horrified. What he did not reveal to that very same audience, let alone anybody else, is that he himself was overseeing a program at the CIA that would dwarf anything that the Soviets were doing in their program. It was called Project MK Ultra, uh, as you mentioned, and this was an effort to use drugs, and electroshock therapy and other forms of torture and persuasion to try and manipulate people's minds, try and condition the human mind to think and act in ways that it otherwise would not. They experimented on some consenting individuals. I'm sorry, I have a bit of allergies right now. They, uh, They experimented on some consenting individuals, but most of them were unconsenting and unaware. They were prisoners. They were Low IQ, you know, very kind of mentally uh, retarded in the true sense of the term, uh, individuals who just uh, didn't really understand what was going on and so forth. And so they did all these experiments. Now, we would not know anything about this, but for a fluke, crazy situation in which some of the archives, some of the records of, the, uh, of MK Ultra were wrongly placed, they were misplaced in another building. So years later, after MK Ultra, the government, the CIA shuts it down. Uh, public is starting, you know, to to kind of get journalists are kind of looking into things, hearing things, and and so the new CIA director, this is years later, orders the destruction of all of the documents. Total cover up. T- Destruction of every record. In fact, what's funny is there was a record from the Inspector General, which is a position in the government of of oversight. Right, right. Let's make sure you're following ethical standards and you're transparent and you're, you know, abiding by all the things you need to to not get us sued or whatever. That is the role of the Inspector General. Except the Inspector General over Project MK Ultra for the CAA was not making sure that they were abiding by any. Uh, ethical or professional standards and transparency and so forth, quite the opposite. There is a surviving memo from the inspector general saying how important it is to conceal the activities of the agency, that if this were brought to light, he said, that it would cause serious negative repercussions for the agency and for this program in particular. So great lengths need to be gone to in order to conceal these activities that inspector general report is one of just a handful of documents that survived the purge of the CA destroying its own files and was only later found and recovered in this building where these documents were misplaced. We know 1% probably of what they were doing with MK ultra. This was a true conspiracy. It's one of 20 such conspiracies that we share in the book that highlight the degree and the lengths to which the government is willing to go to violate the law, to experiment on its own people, to deceive people, to to manufacture thought control um, and become what what in the propaganda world is called consent engineers. So you think of an engineer building systems to accomplish objectives. Uh, Consent engineers are similarly creating tools and systems to uh, persuade people to a certain course of action. They're literally trying to engineer consent. That's what MKUltra was trying to do. The ultimate question for the reader of our new book or the listener of your this podcast episode is, are we so foolish to think that if these things were happening half a century ago or more, that they're not happening today?
0: Well, the list is extensive. Uh, Operation Mockingbird, Operation Paperclip, Gulf of Tonkin. Project MK Ultra, the Tuskegee Experiment, Operation Popeye—I hadn't heard of that one. Uh, Operation Northwood, sugar and fat studies—which, really quick, I you know I used to weigh 385 pounds, so that one is particularly, uh, I guess, you know, close to my own personal interest there, because the the food pyramid, right? You know, that obviously has put more people into a state of unwell being since uh, they were recommending yep. eating a lot of complex carbs and oh, proteins, vegetables, fruits, yeah. You put those at the top of the pyramid, right? So talk to me about like – I'm actually really curious about that sugar-fat studies. What, what, what's the conspiracy there?
1: So the issue here is that the sugar association, the big sugar we'll call them, uh, there was a study that had recently come out that was tying uh, cardiovascular uh, disease, uh, heart disease and, and obesity and things. They were being linked to sugar. Uh, there were these new studies that were were coming out and so in the early this was in the early 60s so the sugar what is today called the sugar association they basically paid some scientists to go in and torpedo those studies attack them criticize them bury them and instead manufacture a false connection between uh, fat consumption and cardiovascular health disease and this suppression of True research, this manipulation of, of the data and the research that came out ultimately led to the low fat craze in America. Every commercial, it was low fat this diet, that low fat the other. And, uh, and ultimately, people felt okay, you know, consuming on sugar because it was the low calorie option. And so, ever since then, America's diabetes and obesity epidemic has just completely skyrocketed you you look at it going back to the 60s and the 70s when this thing took off and you can see there's kind of a correlation here because the american people were lied to they were deceived they were deprived of the the truth uh because of and, and this shows that these aren't just government conspiracies this was a purely corporate conspiracy this was people trying to manipulate information that would benefit them whether it politically benefits the government financially benefits the sugar association uh, the sugar industry, of course, has greatly profited from from this. We're about to come to Halloween. I was in the grocery store the other day. Wall-to-wall candy everywhere else. Uh, my kids go to all these activities, church and you know homeschool groups and everything else, and it's always candy. That's how we reward. It's how we entice, how we incentivize. It's how we, you know, and, and my wife and I, you know, we're not anti-sugar, but we're very kind of low sugar. Mm-hmm. Let's do fruits. Let's do healthy things. Let's do other stuff. And, uh, and it seems like we're being besieged by by this culture of sugar intoxication. Well, that stems from half a century ago, this effort to suppress uh, any research that would pinpoint health problems uh, and target them on the backs of the sugar industry. Wow. And Americans and people the world over have been paying the price ever since.
0: Well, and fast forward to 2020 and through today, uh, it's not like, you know, there was a large push to get every single not only American, but every single uh, civilian person on this planet vaccinated. Um, So, you know, you look at that and then you talk about what we just talked about here and you look at the list of conspiracy theories. I don't know, Connor, like I don't want to I don't want to be all doom and gloom and conspiracy theorist here. But I mean, is it really conspiracy theory when you see what they've done in the past kind of sets them up for what they'll probably do in the future? I
1: completely agree. I mean, you know, what do you call a conspiracy theorist? It's a synonym for historian, someone who actually understands what has happened in the past. There's, there's a reason why content like this. So here's, here's the book for those watching the video, The Tuttle Twins Guide to True Conspiracies. And, and this book would never make its way into a government school. Why? Because the government schools are not going to teach you the evils of government. They're just not. They're not going to bite the hand that feeds them, right? They're not going to say, all right, class, let's learn about all the ways that politicians are notoriously corrupt and the state is evil. They're, they're not going to do it. And so then the question becomes, well, whose responsibility is it? It's always been the parent's responsibility. But over and over again, we find with the Tuttle Twins work is the parents themselves lack the knowledge. Because they often were products of the same public fool system, as I like to call it, and were deprived in their earlier years of learning this, which is why the Tuttle Twins, we market them more as family educational resources rather than children's books, because adults are learning as much as the kids when we simplify it and make it fun and interesting so too with these conspiracies. If we understand history, we know that all this corruption and conspiracy has happened. We therefore can be like with Israel and Hamas and other things a little bit more skeptical of, oh, 40 babies were beheaded. Like that sounds ridiculously horrible, right? And like like reprehensible if it actually happened. But we're already seeing in recent days, at the time of this recording, evidence and, and suggestions that that story can't be corroborated. I mean, it's like when UK- uh, Ukraine broke out, the ghost of Kiev, <laughs> right? This jet that was flying around, like, killing all these Russians or, or the guys on the island. The that island, was, that's you know, right. That's what Russian I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, a complete fiction. I'll, I'll share one brief story that, that corroborates all this. This is actually the first chapter in the book, the first conspiracy that we share. This is the Gulf War, the first war in Iraq, And Americans were not yet uh, involved, but many people wanted America to get involved. There was this girl that testified before Congress. Her name was Nayira. She was 15 years old. And she was sharing her experience where she was in Kuwait. She was in a hospital. And she witnessed Iraqi soldiers going into the NICU, removing premature babies from their incubators and tossing the babies, flinging them aside, and taking the incubators away this this total act of evil uh, barbarity to do that think of the children right like this oh my gosh you know save the babies seven of the senators cited naira's remarks in their justification for why they were deciding to vote for a resolution to declare war against iraq and begin the gulf war seven senators the margin of of the vote was five so so greater than the, the the difference of the the vote the margin that was the number of senators influenced by naira at least the ones who who said anything about it i'm sure many more were similarly influenced naira her story complete fiction she was the daughter of the kuwaiti ambassador she was coached by a pr firm that still exists today mind you called hill and knowlton which had a one million dollar contract from citizens for a free kuwait which was a a grass tops organization a a total um, you know one-off organization created by the Kuwaiti government that funded this organization to go propagandize and find ways to manipulate Americans to come to war, to help Kuwait. And so this girl was coached. The entire story was fake. Uh, and, and it was a large reason why We went to war in Iraq. Think of all the downstream effects, the dominoes that have fallen right since we got involved in Gulf War with Iraq, with Iran, with Afghanistan, the whole Middle East. What would have happened had we not got involved in that war? Well, we got involved in that war in part because the American conscience was shocked at this story of these premature babies being killed by these horrible soldiers and they demanded justice. Let's go fight. Similarly, with 40 babies being beheaded in in Israel. Sounds horrible. Well, it might be fake, like maybe it ends up being true. And if so, that's horrible. But we have it on good reason to be a little bit cautious when we hear these crazy stories in the hours and days following a conflict, because that's when both sides are ramping up these machines to try and engineer consent. They're trying to get people to support things they otherwise would not by exploiting their emotions, deceiving them with false information, and then people end up thinking things and acting in ways that they otherwise would not.
0: So let's go towards final thoughts. And I, it just it's funny how things happen. Uh, I'm at the gym today lifting and um, my audio, you know, my music's going through. And then this song came on. Generals gathered in their masses, just like witches in black masses, evil minds that plot destruction, sorcerers of death's construction in the fields the body's burning as the war machine keeps turning death and hatred to mankind poisoning their brainwashed minds oh lord yeah politicians hide themselves away they only started the war why should they go out to fight they leave that role to the poor time will tell on their power minds making war just for fun treating people just like pawns and chests wait until their judgment day comes now in darkness, world stops turning, ashes where their bodies burning. No more war pigs have the power. Hands of God has struck the hour. Day of judgment, God is calling on their knees. The war pigs crawling, begging mercy for their sins, Satan laughing, spread his wings. Oh Lord, yeah. War pigs, Black Sabbath. Popped on my my uh workout today. And um, yeah, wow. like I, I got a little goosebumps because that song was like what, fifty years ago written, and it's yep. as true. If not more true, Connor, and um, I guess, you know, I, as I wrap my final thoughts up, I'll pose a question for you as you jump into yours. How do we stop this perpetual cycle? Because it th- this has been happening. It seems to be continuing happening, and I, I fear it will continue to happen. So is there a way we can address it? Is it through writing books like True Conspiracy, or is it something else?
1: Well, I, I think your question is a very important one, but it's also a very daunting one for the average person because they think I'm just one person. What can I do? And I, I have no big platform. I don't have a big following. What am I supposed to do? How do I how am I supposed to make a difference? And, and what I invite people to think about is that sometimes the biggest sphere of influence, the most important one you have is your own family. It's your close friends. It's, it's you know, because so often and I'm actually working on a book right now called Mind Wars, Uh, which kind of expands a lot of this in detail. And I'm talking about in the book, in fact, this weekend I was working on this and I say, some of the greatest actions that have been taken, civil disobedience, people fighting, resistance and so forth, they were influenced heavily, these individuals, these actors, by one person. So that one person might have think thought, oh, shucks, you know, only one person. I've only ever changed the mind of one person. I've only ever had seen one person, you know, put into practice what I was teaching them or whatever, right? And yet that one person goes on to impact millions. I, I think of Ron Paul when his campaign was concluding. We had him on a, a, our podcast a year or two ago for the Tuttle Twins. And I reminded him, I said, do you remember in 2012 when the revolution was ending? And everyone's like, what do we do next? What do we do next? You know, what's the next phase of the revolution? And he would just shrug. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a central planner, you know, like go, go figure out what this means for you and what's next for you. And he tells me on the podcast, Connor, I never would have thought to tell anyone, go write children's books, (laughs) right? That that teach these ideas. It never would have come up. And yet I did it because I was heavily influenced by Ron Paul. And then you fast forward a little bit and you got this kid in Colorado who a few weeks ago was kicked out of school because he had a Gadsden flag patch and the school claimed that that had origins in slavery, which is totally false. Well, this kid, Jaden Rodriguez, been reading the Tuttle Twins for four years. He was learning about American history, free speech, everything else. His mom had been reading with them. And this kid, when presented with an opportunity to act, stood up. I was fortunate enough to be the one to break that story and share that online and it spread like crazy. Nearly 50 million views across social media. You look at the Google search traffic, for the Gadsden flag, massive spike. Here's all these people now learning more about American history, now digging into things because one kid, Jaden, stood up. But he was influenced by one guy, me, told Ben Shapiro. Ben was like, hey, why do you know so much? And the guy was like, well, I give it to my mom and Connor Boyack with the Tuttle Twins. I was influenced by Ron Paul. Sometimes one person is all it takes. That can be your kids, it can be your spouse, it can be your best friend, it could be you know your neighbor. So whatever your sphere of influence is, don't lament the fact that it's not bigger just lift where you stand. Wherever you have the ability to take action, do that. And if we all do that, if we collectively engage, we can make a massive difference together. But we need strength in numbers. We need a lot more people engaged. That's you listening to this. Brian, that's you. That's me. Each within our own sphere of influence, finding ways to spread truth, to help people free themselves from deceptions and be prepared to fight in today's mind war.
0: It's funny you you say that, Connor, because about... Three years ago, four years ago or so, uh, the show here had kind of a coming to Jesus moment where I didn't want to just be another libertarian podcast that talks about libertarianism and how great libertarians are. I I wanted to actually make a difference. So we we took a a hard 180 and we started talking about sales, marketing, how do we bring what I was doing in the, the B2B world, how do we bring it to the world of politics so we can actually Win and and meet people where they're at on the issues they care about, and with that, I wrote a, a new ebook back then. It was called uh, "Selling Liberty: uh, Four Easy Steps to Sell Liberty to Your Friends and Family," and I I I did that on purpose. I focus on friends and family because. Yeah, focus on your immediate circle first. That's where you can have the most impact. You're not going to go out in the street corner and start preaching why the, the Federal Reserve needs to be slashed, but rather start talking to your friends and talk a little bit about monetary policy maybe or talk about the impacts of monetary policy. Talk about what they're feeling right now when they go to the grocery store or what they're seeing when they go to the store. They see prices skyrocketing. That's where you have the most impact. And yeah, I, I think you know just to kind of put a nice bow in this episode, Connor, it is local, focusing local within yep. your immediate spheres of influence, the people that are in your lives, your community, that's where we make the most difference. So uh, I, I can't agree more. And with that, I want folks to be able to help uh, create uh, a bunch of little kids out there, much like Jaden, who can go out and actually stand up uh, when, when the time is right. So with that being said, where can folks go ahead and support the Libertas Institute, but specifically go ahead and find uh, the Tunnel Twins and this new True Conspiracies book?
1: So the new book is at tuttletwins.com slash conspiracies, plural. So the Tuttle Twins Guide to True Conspiracies, tuttletwins.com slash conspiracies. Of course, all the books are at tuttletwins.com. We got bundle deals for toddlers and teens and every age in between. Uh, We got our cartoon as well. If you Google Tuttle Twins cartoon, you'll find that. It is a blast. It is hilarious. You and your kids Uh, will enjoy watching it no matter your age. There's humor for every age, and it's a lot of fun. So that's the Tuttle Twins cartoon. And then for Libertas Institute, where we're trying to change hearts, minds, and laws, you can find out more about us at uh, libertas.org. Of course, we're all over social media, Tuttle Twins and Libertas
0: as well can't support you guys enough you guys are doing great work and uh, with that please folks go ahead not only support Connor and his amazing team there at the Libertas Institute but please go ahead give today's episode a share when you do please tag yours truly and tag Connor as well and please go out and purchase your copy of true conspiracies guys gals holidays they're right around the corner this would make a perfect stocking stuffer for that little liberty lover in your life uh, so please go ahead and uh, help make the change for the future by supporting uh, organizations like Libertas Institute and Tuttle Twins today uh, and with that being said folks again if you not only got some value from today's episode by giving a share please go ahead and with that give us a five-star rating and review and by the way uh, if you're not sure where to catch the show I mean you're catching us somewhere but just in case you weren't aware we're everywhere. So if you want to find the video version of the show, YouTube, Rumble, Ben Swan's Sovereign, which is spelled S-O-V-R-E-N, as well as uh, X.com, formerly Twitter, where we're uploading our entire episodes there. And by the way, for Ben Swan Sovereign, uh, we, we go ahead and air our episodes over there before anywhere else. So that's your Sovereign exclusive. Congratulations. And then also for the audio version of the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, wherever it is you get your podcasts, you can find The Brian Nickel Show. Do me a favor, though. Hit subscribe and also hit download all unplayed episodes start at episode one we're up to like 778 i think episodes here in the show so i guarantee there's a, a bunch of goodies there that will leave you educated enlightened and informed with that being said we're signing off here from our cardio miracle studios be sure to go ahead and start improving your heart health use code tbns at checkout For 15% off your order at CardioMiracle.com. But with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Connor Boyack. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com.